0: Hello, this is Alice Arnold and welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre Podcast and the beginning of our autumn season. We've got some great things lined up for you. This week, our entertainment reporter Olivia was at the launch of Prince of Egypt. It doesn't open till February, but they did a sort of preview thing and she was able to chat with some of the cast and creatives behind this huge new musical. First of all, our reporter, Olivia, spoke to the musical theatre legend, Stephen Schwartz, who, of course, wrote the music and the lyrics to Prince of Egypt.
1: Stephen Schwartz, it's a pleasure to meet you to talk about The Prince of Egypt. This is all very exciting. Why do you think now is the perfect time to bring The Prince of Egypt to the stage?
2: We live in very turbulent times, um, and we live in times in some ways, unfortunately, where all of us as individuals, no matter where our place is in our society, are being asked to and kind of forced to make some decisions that have enormous um, societal, political, moral, um, environmental uh, implications. Um, So Prince of Egypt is a story of Ordinary people living in extraordinary times and dealing with um, extraordinary circumstances and how that affects relationships how a family is torn apart by it um, And and maybe ultimately finds some healing within it and I feel as if on these are the times we're living in you know Um, I'm obviously American in the States. We have families pulled apart literally you know don't have holidays together anymore because of the political parties some of them belong to, and how do you how do you reconcile that? How do you get through that? How do you come together as a society? Um, Obviously Prince of Egypt is about a lot of other things, but I think that's underlying what it's about and I think it's what makes it feel contemporary in its subject matter.
1: It really is a story that resonates with so many people and it's very much relevant to today.
2: Yeah, very, very, very much so. I mean, as, as I say, it's essentially the story of these two brothers who love each other and yet who must take very different paths in their lives um, that puts them into an antagonistic relationship with one another, but each of them is trying to do the right thing for his people and for his family um, and I think yeah, I think that 's resonant in times where there's a lot um, going on that 's beyond our control, and yet we want to be we, we want to have some effect on that that ultimately um, makes a positive difference for for ourselves our families and our world
1: definitely now I'm very excited because you've written 10 new songs for this um, and you're obviously using five songs from the film what was it like having to go back and write new music for Prince of Egypt again
2: Musically, this is so much fun for me because I love this kind of music. The The region, the Middle Eastern sound, it has its own scales. It has its own instruments and um, its own sonority. And it's very uh, exciting. It's very rhythmic. Um, it has a lot of dance uh, and movement contained just within the sound of it. So to be able to go back and write within that world um has been such a joy for me and yes there are 10 new songs there's a lot of new music not just songs but um ways that we we tell the story through music and through dance and i just love being in this world again
1: and tell me about those songs what can people expect from the music
2: well i think um obviously the songs will sound like part of the same world that um, the movie songs were in. However, one thing that's been particularly fun and exciting for me is that obviously we're not going to have a 90-piece orchestra that that you do in the movies. So what do you do instead to have impact and energy and excitement? And we're relying a lot on the special um, instruments of that um you know of of the middle east we found some extraordinary musicians who are part of our orchestra who are playing all sorts of very unusual um instruments and it's that that i think is is something that people can um, expect and enjoy from the songs and then as always you know I try to tell a story I try to write good tunes I try to write songs that are that convey an emotion and that have heart and um, to the extent I'm able to do it a little bit of wit and I would hope that um, you know people who liked the songs from the original movie will feel that the new songs are are up to that level.
1: Well, from what I've heard, it sounds brilliant. Um, you've obviously worked on so many productions before. How does this project differ from other uh, projects that you've worked on before?
2: Well, all new shows are, are their, own, um, their own animals, if you will. Um, I think the collaborative nature of working on this show... Um, to work at this scale, but in such a collaborative way with these extraordinary actors, because you know you 're in London, you have the best actors in the world. Um, but the fact that they not only have that acting ability but have such craft in terms of their um, singing voices, so many of them are great dancers, and they bring all of that to bear in how we tell the story. So I think that sort of giant collaboration. Um, is not something I experience all the time, particularly with a big, you know, commercial, professional musical. To still work on it the way you would on a, you know, a not-for-profit, you know, little show uh, makes it very exciting and really fun.
1: Um, One of my favourite musicals that you worked on is Wicked, which is still in the West End 13 years on. Is that still surreal for you to see, to see it still there?
2: (laughs) Absolutely. The, I mean, the fact that that it's been what is it now, thirteen years and fourteen years, something like that, in the West End. We're sixteen years in America. Um, yes, it's been amazing, uh, and and it will always be a little bit unreal to me. Um, but I think, on the other hand, I've come to learn. Um, actually, after Wicked was running, and I was trying to fathom what had made it such a a phenomenon that at its core, the relationship between those two young women, um, is, is what's firing that and, and them as individuals and them in relationship to another one another. And I feel kind of Prince of Egypt. Um, it's its own story, but it, it has, it's like wicked with boys in a way, you know, you have two young men, um, who are extraordinary individuals, but their relationship and their ultimately their love for one another because they're brothers is at the core of the show. And I hope it will have some of the emotional impact that uh, The Wicked has been able to have.
1: Um, and finally, what do you think is so special about The Prince of Egypt?
2: Um, I mean, it's always hard to know what is going, what is special about a particular show for audiences because each individual member of the audience will make up his or her own mind. I know for me, Prince of Egypt deals with themes that are very significant to me. You know, how how do you, what do you do with your life? How do you make a difference in the world? Um, how do you break out of sort of the role that's been assigned to you, the class or sect or race or whatever you want to call it that's been assigned to you and become a citizen of the of the world um, and I think you know it, it sounds very um, uh, uh, sort of serious and deep when one talks about it and I think that's there. Um, but there's also a, a joy and a heart and a celebration that um, just makes me love to spend time with these people and, and in the world of this show.
1: Well, I'm very excited to see it. Thank you so much for chatting to me. That was Stephen Schwartz.
0: Next, Olivia chatted to the show's producers, Michael McCabe and Neil Laidlaw.
1: Well, it's lovely to speak to you both about The Prince of Egypt. How did you first get involved with the project?
3: um by uh, by luck really stephen schwartz the composer invited me to the opening um he had only said that they were very excited about the work that they were doing on this new musical the prince of egypt and one simply went on that basis and uh spoke to neil laidlaw who is with me here and uh, we decided we'd just go and have a jolly in, in denmark
1: well Sounds very lovely.
3: <laughs> uh, yes, it genuinely was sold a trip to Copenhagen and
4: that I'd always wanted to see Copenhagen and we'll see a lovely show and that'll be lovely and then I'll see Copenhagen. And then when I got on the plane and realised we we're going to a place called Billund, I realised that it wasn't quite the trip I was expecting. So went into this completely um, just expecting to see a show um, that we knew we'd enjoy because it's Stephen's work, but that was it. And then all of a sudden... At the end of it, it was like, I think we should do this. We should have some conversations about this. There's really something here.
1: Very exciting. Um, and how challenging has this been to work on? Because there's so much going on. You've got the plagues, the passing of the Red Sea.
4: I mean, one of the things that struck us in uh, Denmark was how creative the team, particularly the design team, had been about the show, that we they... Um, rather than sort of, if you're going to, you know, part the Red Sea or put the plagues on stage, that you need these extraordinary kind of, like, effects and, you know, lots of flying and stage moving and things like that. And what struck us was quite how smart they were and theatrical, and I think that's so important. And, you know, you're not actually in plagues when you uh, are in the theatre, obviously. The restrictions of the theatre can sometimes be the strongest, um, the biggest asset that we have in the storytelling.
1: Um, And how does this differ to other projects that you've worked on in the past?
3: I think it's been um, an extraordinary collaborative process. Um, I mean, you're always lucky when you come into something where there is already kind of a show. But the amazing thing has been that this original creative team were A, willing to embrace a whole new journey, um, a lot more work, and also embrace new colleagues who have largely UK creatives who've joined the project. So it's been kind of extraordinary to see everyone willing to go back and re-look at everything they've done as well as bring in all the sort of fresh eyes and fresh thinking and it's been an extraordinary journey and very very rewarding
1: i can imagine and what can we actually expect from the show
3: I think yeah, I think if we've done our job, um, it will be both an extraordinary spectacle, but it will ultimately be a, a great story well told and, and moving. It's an emotional piece. Um, um, there are lots of fun aspects to it, but ultimately it is a, an engaging, emotional piece of theatre and um, we're just excited to get going and show everyone.
1: And as you said, it is such an amazing story. What is it about the story that people love so much? Why does it resonate with people? Uh,
4: because the story is universal. The story is about love. Every different kind of love, love between two brothers, love between a husband and a wife, love between a father and a son. And you can look at these big sort of biblical epic films that, you know, the parting of the Red Sea. And instead, you... what prince of egypt does so brilliantly is it takes it back to the human beings and that's what makes it universal the story might be 5,000 years old but humans were humans back then as well they had the same complexities they had the same relationships between them and i think that's at the heart of the prince of egypt that is what makes this story right to tell now
1: and why do you think it is the perfect time now to bring this to the stage
3: I think it's um, we are living through slightly bewildering times at the moment and um, the anthem of the show, When You Believe, seems to resonate more and more strongly as every day goes by. But I think ultimately it is about belief um, and no matter what you choose to believe in, it is about the importance of belief and the importance of being able to believe and be inspired by other individuals. Um, and I think in in Moses, there is an extraordinary leader of people and someone truly to be inspired by, and I think that resonates very, very strongly right now.
1: Absolutely. Well, I can't wait to see it. Thank you so much for talking to me.
3: Pleasure. Thank you.
0: She was very busy, Olivia was, running about speaking to everybody, so after the producers, she chatted to Philip Lezebnik, who wrote the book for the show.
1: So, Philip, it's lovely to meet you to talk about The Prince of Egypt. Um, we've all seen the film, and it must be completely surreal for you to see it yet again, but this time on the stage.
5: Well, it's enormously exciting for me to uh, have the opportunity to revisit this story, but this time tell it in a much deeper, more emotional, uh, dramatic way. Uh But also there's the element of fun of just doing a big stage musical, too, which is uh, where I started off. I actually started off as a musical writer, not a TV or film writer. So this is coming back to my roots, and it's a joy.
1: What was your reaction when you found out that they wanted to bring this to the stage?
5: Oh, I was absolutely thrilled. The funny thing was that for many years, little theatre companies had put on their own homemade versions of Prince of Egypt because they wanted to put on the show uh, but there was no show to put on so they would cobble together songs and scenes from the the film and just just put them on and then DreamWorks would go out and Sue them and try to stop these these productions and Stephen and i were working in denmark on a on a show and there was one of these little productions in sweden that was going on and we 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 visited the show we we, we saw the show and we thought even though it's an amateur production you know it makes a pretty good musical uh and we were talking with the dreamworks about why well, don't you know, put it on the stage and eventually they decided it would be a good idea and it was just enormously exciting.
1: How has it been for you to hear like all the new music because there's 10 new songs for this production?
5: Well, I was saying that that's actually my absolute favourite part of the entire process is the moment when... I get to, to, to hear Stephen sit down at the piano and sing one of his new songs for the first time. And the new songs are so wonderful. From the moment I heard them, I was bowled over. You know, sometimes you have to hear a song over and over again before. But these songs, the moment I heard, I said, these are just classics.
1: Um and obviously The Prince of Egypt is loved by so many people. What is it about this story that people just love so much? Why does it resonate with people?
5: First of all, I was surprised by this because for several years after the show after the the film had been out i was saying well it, it did very well but it's it's now an older movie and uh it just takes its place among many other animated films but in recent years i've been very surprised how many people have come up and said what how much this movie meant to them and uh how much it actually changed many people in in the cast actually here have 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 said that and i think it has to do with the fact That we take rather serious subject matter, and it's a moral tale about what is good and how should someone live the life and and how do you live your life when there are uh, events outside of your control, which everyone has to, to deal with. But we center it on very recognizable, in a way, contemporary people. And so I think it speaks very deeply to, you know, what everybody is going through now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Although it's based on the story of Exodus, it's very much relevant to today.
5: Well, we were—it was very important to us that this not be just a historical pageant, a, a Bible picture, but that this be a show about real people. And I think we've achieved that.
1: I wanted to ask, like, how how different do you think this show is to other things you've seen? Like, what do you think is so particularly special about it? Ah,
5: uh, well. First of all, it is an epic show. Uh, we part the Red Sea. <laughs> There's uh, burning bushes and, and plagues. So big things happen in this uh, show. But it's on a very human scale. Uh, and, and also the music is so beautiful and so touching, so exciting, so dramatic that you're sort of carried along in this wave of emotion. And I really think there aren't very many other musicals that have so many different elements working together, comedy and tragedy, uh, uh, human drama, uh, everything that we encounter in life that I think is in this musical.
1: Yeah, it certainly is very special. We can't wait to see it. Thank you so much for chatting to me. That
0: was Philip Lezebnik, who wrote the book for The Prince of Egypt. Olivia continued to rush around the room, speaking to everybody, including some of the cast members, including Luke Brady, who plays Moses, Liam Tamney, who plays Ramses, and Christine Allado, who is Sipora.
1: Um So it's lovely to speak to you all about the Prince of Egypt. This is so exciting. How did you first get involved with the project?
6: Yeah, I mean, for me, I was involved... From February, well, I think all three of us were yeah, actually involved. Yeah, and Alexia. Yeah, and Alexia. So we've been involved mm. quite early. On. Well, saying that, I actually was involved when they were trying it out in Denmark, mm. um, and that's the first time I saw the material. Yeah, so yeah, I had to uh, learn Danish. Musis er det gør. And what pi- does that mean? That's Moses. Where are, where are you going? And then pyramid is pyramid. Oh my goodness. So yeah, but that it just was too much. Right. Uh, so I can imagine. Yeah, because it's a hard language.
7: Yeah. But
6: yeah, so that's February, really.
7: Yeah. The rest of us were part of this two day reading, which kind of went through in February, and when it was all top secret to begin with, my agent got it, and they were like, "We're not allowed to say what it is, but it's written by Stephen Schwartz." And we were like, mm, "Okay, I'm doing it. I, <laughs> I don't care. Drop oh. everything. I'm doing it." Yeah. <laughs> it must be such a big on a feeble.
6: Oh. Totally. I mean, to work with the people that they've cast, I mean, one of the things that I'm very proud of is the minorities, the ethnic minorities in the cast. It's so beautiful to actually see so many people, so many different cultures all coming together and from all around the world, really. Yeah. We've got so many people globally and it's just such a beautiful thing to be a part of and it's, it's, it is truly amazing.
7: Yeah, I can't wait for our cast potluck where you kind of bring food from your culture and then it'll be amazing oh yeah i'm gonna cook some Filipino food oh
6: yes (laughs) amazing in the world yeah for sure there we go
0: yeah no you're bang on
1: yeah i'd like to be there for that (laughs) right Um, obviously the film is loved by so many were you fans of the film
7: before yes i mean i know it came out in 98 i think um i mean when it came out it was just there was nothing like it it was so star-studded with actors who were just Incredible, And they're here they are doing an animation about this epic story that we all grew up with. Because it's a story I grew up with when I was a kid and I encountered it in school. And just to see it kind of on the big screen with these beautiful songs, beautiful book, um, was just incredibly special as a child. And now here we are doing it for the stage. I can imagine. Um, how does this project differ from other projects
1: that you've worked on before?
6: I think it's the heart that has been invested from the start. Like... We were talking about how much of a luxury this process has been just for having these two weeks. We haven't even started rehearsal. No. But straight away from the go, everyone has invested their entire being into this thing. And I think, I hope that from what we've done today, it shows this camaraderie and this sort of, you know, common objective that we're all striving to achieve. It's, it inspires me. It genuinely does. Mm. And I, I just feel thrilled. And the bar is set. Every day I come in someone is setting a new level and that energy is infectious and it makes me want to just
3: start rehearsal and we haven't even
6: done it
7: right? we like a two <laughs> month break to go to on holiday and, i mean
6: i keep saying this but like i i'm so proud of luke um for everything that he's achieved and what he's done and yeah. uh, no it's, i really oh, am it's, he's it's putting really in the work true. he's put in the work and and
7: and setting the bar for the yeah rest of for, us.
6: for all of us yeah. and that's the thing and I and I've been working as a lead for like ten years in this industry yeah, yeah, okay. and uh, okay. and so for me <laughs> counting,
1: <okay>. mic drop
6: <laughs> yeah so it's sort of like it's sort of a uh, an amazing feeling to have someone that you're const- your opposite and you know that that relationship is off stage equally on stage yeah. and he's he's setting the bar for us all exactly mm. like Christine said it really is but so is she like so is the whole principal cast I mean it is a Phenomenal cast. The dancers.
0: The best tennis match, isn't it?
6: (laughs) Literally, you can only sort of reach the heights if you're playing with people that are, you know, setting the bars. And it's all
7: out of love and it's all like out of love for the peace and for each other mm. and for the creative team and it actually it trickles down from the creative team because yeah, they are so 100%. open and genuine and generous with their time their ideas their um willingness to listen mm. i love it like i've never felt so safe in a room and so just yeah. it just kind of ke- keeps the creative juices flowing because you feel valid and you feel like good word thank you very oh, good you Valid. Voice, don't you? yeah exactly yeah you have a voice what you're saying heard. right yeah. totally
1: um, and what what can we expect from the show? Mm. Uh,
6: you can expect... I know, <laughs> we, we're not allowed to give too much away. But what you can expect is a beautifully told story that stands the test of time, and it needs to be heard in the current world that we live in. It's a story between two brothers and their journeys of belief and faith, but also, do I follow tradition or do I move to the world that we should be living in? And I think that's, with everything that's going on politically and the uncertainty, I think it's a show that people need to hear and see and the younger generation in themselves the fact that the story has stood the test of time Mm -hmm. it's a story that the younger generation should see even more Mm -hmm. because they should be able to determine what their future is they should be able to do what they choose to do and i think that's one of the most beautiful and powerful things about this show
1: yeah and it seems like that as well is the perfect reason as to why you know this is a
7: great time for the show to be coming out. Yeah. Also, like in terms of it's a great time um, to showcase diversity on the stage and on, on screen. And it's wonderful that we represent the world. And yeah. it's important that people, you know, audiences look up to that stage and see themselves reflected, whether that be in, in colour or in belief, mm. in creed. Um, and I think this show really does that. It doesn't matter where you come from, what you believe in, it will move you to move forward with your life, yeah. whatever it is you're going through. And on
6: that note, sorry to jump in on that. Um, one of the most special things for me um, on this show is exactly like what Christine just said, with regards to seeing people that represent you. There was mm. two actors that represented me that I watched on stage. And one of them was Peter Policarpo mm. And then the other was Gary Wilmot. And he's one of the reasons why I perform. So to actually then have him actually in the cast with me Mm. it's it's a weird feeling it's that when he was singing his song i was i was tearing up i was crying because i was like oh my god i watched you and then now i'm here alongside you it's it's chokes me up a bit but it's a it's quite a beautiful circle on
7: the baton yeah
6: it is and that and that's what i think this show is all about and it's it's amazing that that that's happened on my journey and it's i know from hearing us all talk that it's what we want other people to experience in life.
1: How was it meeting Gary for the first time? Then.
6: Oh my God, I was he actually was funny. really did he nervous. How did he introduce well, when he went, oh yeah, when yeah. Gary he went, um, hi everyone, I'm the Gary Wilmer, and was so it, it was so funny it was room. a serious room, and it was it was a it was really nerve wracking because it's like when you meet someone that you have idolized for so long and you've listened to and you've watched, and then you're there, and I've done so many big events and stuff through the years that I've been performing, but I've never I met so many people, I've never really felt the nerves that I did. And in, I was like, my mum said to me, You need to tell him, you need to tell Have him. You? Yeah, I went straight up to him because I was so nervous and it was the first thing I said. I said, Gary, I just need to tell you straight away that the reason I'm into performing was because that I watched you on stage and that is why you and Peter Polycarp, you represented the minorities and I didn't see anyone else that represented me. And my mum oh. made me come and watch you and everything because she was like, You can do this, you can do this. So it's sort of a really kind of beautiful moment that's come.
0: About.
1: Sounds like it's all very much meant to be. Uh, I can't wait to see you all in it. Best of luck for the premiere. Thank you. See you
0: there. And the last person that Olivier was able to chat to, but of course a very important person in all musicals nowadays, it's the choreographer, Sean Cheeseman.
1: Well, it's lovely to speak to you about The Prince of Egypt. How did you first get involved with the project?
8: Um, I really just, it was my manager um, telling me, Uh, about this project and um, I had a meeting with Scott and uh, It was like a Skype meeting because I'm in LA and he's in New York and that Skype meeting turned into two hours and um, It was on my birthday um, Which I found out that I got the job and then later I found out I share the same birthday with Steven Swart. so it was all supposed to happen. That's
1: very special. Um, and how challenging was this for you to work on? Because there's so much going on. You've got the plague, you've got the passing of the Dead Sea.
8: I think, you know, I have to give credit a lot, most of the credit to um, uh, Scott, our director, for his his vision. And then having these great songs that Stephen wrote. I mean, it's it's so inspiring. But uh, just working with this creative team and... and uh, and really trying to be original and authentic at the same time to what the original animated film has been really a dream come true for me. It's been really great.
1: Um, And what can we expect from the show in terms of visuals, choreography?
8: I feel that it's... Everything is new. And uh, it's... The show... The audience is going to be blown away by what they see um if they're expecting to come and see exactly what the animated film was about um and literally stealing the scenes from that it's they're going to be a surprise so it's it's still the same story and the same songs some of the same songs but a whole new way of looking at it and uh it's really inspiring because the cast is what tells the story in dance and in movement
1: how does it differ from other projects that you've worked on
8: well you know I really come from the film and television world and uh, um, it's it's what I love about musicals as much as I've always wanted to do musicals my career kind of took me the other direction is film and television is you work on one or two projects and it's It's like one day, two days or a week and it's over. Um, What's been great about working on Prince of Egypt is this journey that we get to go on. And the journey, especially if you love the creative team, becomes a family. You know, Every time we get together, it feels like summer camp and we get to create and do what we love. And it just, I can't wait to go to work every day.
1: Um, And what is it about the story that you think resonates with so many people? Why do people love it so much?
8: I feel, you know, the story is timeless And um, especially if you look at um, our political world now Here and in America And I'm Canadian, so even in, in Canada It's really about one power Trying to think they're better than the other power you know. And also how insecurities can, can change the way people look at other people And how they direct the world And I feel that's exactly what we're going through. It's the fear of the unknown. But at the end of the day, it's the love and the diversity that brings us together. And that is our show.
1: Um, And it looks like you've got a fantastic cast. Is everyone behaving at the moment?
8: Oh, yeah, I'm in love with everyone. You know, I was saying the other day that no I don't have children but I do have children and they're from all over the world because every time I meet a new great cast they become my children and I love these these kids. They're so talented.
1: Um, It must be just so special as you've said before you've worked in film and TV and now theatre doing this. Um, It must be like a huge family almost.
8: It is it's completely a family, um, a family of all these different cultures and, and talents all brought together and ages. And we really, I know you hear that a lot, that it's a family situation, but I can truly, honestly say it is.
1: Well, I can't wait to see it. Best of luck with the premiere. Thank you.
0: So there we go. That was a sneaky peek at the new musical, The Prince of Egypt. Um, I think we'll be chatting about that quite a bit more. It doesn't open until February next year, but I can't wait to go and see it. If you enjoyed the podcast, well, um, you can rate it on some review thing, I think. Anyway, we'll be back with another podcast next week.